Hey, check, check, check. One, two, one, two. Hello. Can you hear me now? Connect Community Church, what's up? How's everybody doing? Man. I can't even begin to tell you how pumped up. I'm fired up to be here today. I have been, I'm part of the Connect family. As a matter of fact, you may not know this, but your pastor and I, we're brothers from another mother. And uh, I love this guy. I love Pastor D and Stacy and, and their amazing family. Uh, his, his handsome son, Devin, over here. Give it up for Devin Fry over here. You're a good looking dude, Devin. You, you're handsome, dude. I know, he already knows, it's on his undershirt, I am handsome, it's already there. Let me just tell you something about this house. You're blessed. You're blessed to have the leaders that you have in this house. I mean, what God is doing through the leaders, through your pastors, Derek and Stacy, and through their family. And by the way, uh, not every church has this story. I love the fact that, that my three children and my grandchildren, any grandparents in the house. Come on, grandparents coolest people in the house. Um, I got three grandkids, and I love the fact that, that my three children are serving our house at Granite United. They're in the house, and in the same way, all Pastor D's kids are loving Jesus, serving the house, and listen, impacting people's lives for eternity. Come on, somebody. Amen. So proud of you guys. Proud of Mallory being up here. She's up here. Hi, I'm Mallory. Girl, you're the pastor's daughter. I'm just saying she's awesome and uh, proud of her. I love this family and I love the church. I pray for you. You don't know me. You don't know me, but I know you. And I pray for you, Connect, every week. And um, what, not only are you reaching families for Christ, but what Dev is doing in 508, and, and my son is also part of running the, the equivalent of 508. We're called the 412 uh, down in, in our part of the town, and, and we are reaching a generation for Jesus. Somebody say amen. Somebody praise the Lord. Come on, somebody. Okay, so let's just get some things straight, man. The 930 crowd was unbelievable, good-looking, but you guys have taken good-looking to a whole nother level. Way to go, all right? Way to go. And how many of you have ever seen my big fat Greek wedding? Come on, how many of you have ever seen that? My big, all right, holla. All right, that's my family, okay? I, 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 I'm, my, I'm from South Philadelphia. I mean, not West Philadelphia where I was born and raised, but I'm from South Philadelphia. My, my dad's side, they're the Greeks. They were on this side of the street. The Italians were on this side. My parents met in the middle. And my life is all about being loud. And so at Connect, I know you love Jesus. If you love Jesus, say amen. If Jesus has changed your life, give him some praise right now. Come on. And so we're just going to get our worship on because the worship team already set the tone. And by the way, let's give a little thanks to the tech team in the back because those guys rock too. Little tech love. And we're here, the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, amen? I mean, we're here to draw attention to ourselves, to bring glory to God. And honestly, I was ready to pray it out after communion, man. You just laid it down. And I love Jesus. I love that Jesus Christ, I love that God became a man. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, amen? And I want you to know something. Matter of fact, let's do this together. Two fingers up, everybody. Come on, shake those bad boys. Come on, loosen them up. On the count of three, I want you to look at somebody around you, and I want you to point at them and say, God loves you, you're awesome, and give them a round of applause on three. Ready? One, two, three. God loves you, you're awesome. Give them a round of applause. And so here's the deal. 
this is how we roll at Granite United Church. I mean, we do want to draw attention on ourselves to bring glory to God. You know, I don't know everybody in this room. I hardly know anybody in this room. Matter of fact, I don't know anybody in this room, but I do know Jesus is here. The Bible says where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. And God wants to do something in each and every one of our lives. And here's the deal about Jesus. He's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. No matter where you're at, listen, it's not about religion. I grew up in religion, but Jesus Christ didn't come here to start a denomination. He didn't come here to throw down religion. He came here to restore our broken relationship back with the Father. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so somebody in this room today, you're like, man, I don't know. I just came because somebody, you know, promised me buffet after church, you know. I don't know why you're here, but I do know this. You're here on purpose. God has a purpose for your life. And no matter where you are in your spiritual journey, whether you've been saved for 20, 30 years, the Lord still wants to speak into your heart. See, at Connect Church, we believe the word of God. Amen. We believe the Bible. And Jesus said this, my word is truth and the truth shall set you free. And today, Christ has freedom for some of you. For some of you today, God has a clean heart and a brand new start waiting just for you. You see, Jesus Christ died on the cross, but he didn't stay in the grave. Three days later, as we heard a few minutes ago, Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. Amen. And so here's the deal. As firm believers in Jesus Christ, people of the book, all right, the word of God and the God of the word just reminds us, don't you dare tell me what God can't do because we know what he can do. We have seen God. We have heard and we have seen and we have experienced the goodness of our God. And so today, we're going to draw our attention to the Word of God and allow the God of the Word to speak to our hearts. Amen? Amen. Hey, would you bow your heads and close your eyes right now? I'm going to pray with you real quick. A simple prayer. But again, I don't know where you are in your spiritual journey, but I pray that you would give these next 20 minutes your full attention to the Word of God and allow God to speak into your life. Dear Lord, we pray today that you would give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive your word, God, that it may produce, according to John 15, fruit, more fruit, much fruit, and fruit everlasting. We pray these things in Jesus' name, and all the Connect family said, Amen. Amen. Well, I don't know if this next phrase is going to describe you or not, but I meet a lot of people, they're the used-to-be's. And what does that mean? They used to have a dream. They used to believe in something. They used to see their life going a certain direction. And then all of a sudden, something happened. And now they stand in front of their mirror each and every day, and they stare at, they look at the person staring them back saying, Man, how did I become this person? I'm not, I'm not the person I thought I, was be, uh, I would be, and I'm not living the life that I dreamt I would be living. How did I get here, and is there a way out? And I've got some good news for each and every one of us today because this may not be for you, but it's for somebody you know. You see, because God is raising you up and he's raising a voice in this region so that we can let this community know that God, man, he's not mad at them. He's mad about them, that Jesus will meet them where they are and he will refuse to leave them there because our God is a restorer of hearts. Amen. I mean, that's the God we serve. And so as we... As we Look into this today. I mean, how did I end up here? Is there any hope? Can I get beyond where I'm at? The answer is absolutely yes. See, the amazing thing about Jesus Christ is this. He cares about you. And it wasn't enough for him to send an Old Testament prophet to say, hey, man, God loves you. It wasn't even enough for God to give you his word, his holy word. And we know all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Amen. But it wasn't enough for God to give you a book. Romans said, the Apostle Paul said that God was so intimately and passionately in love with you that he sent his one and only son. That when you, when God wasn't on your mind, you were on his mind. 
That when God wasn't in your heart, you were on his heart. That God would say, son, you need to go. And the word became flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus said, listen, no man takes my life from me. But because I love you, I lay it down. Come on, somebody. Amen. You see, Romans said God demonstrated his love for each and every one of us. And some of you are questioning God's love today. You don't have to question God's love. What you need to do is look to the cross. See, God demonstrated and proved his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ Jesus died for us. And so when you weren't seeking God, the Bible says in Luke 19, 10, that the Son of Man came to seek and to save you. That when you didn't have a plan or had planned God out into your life, God has a plan for your life. And we serve the God of Ephesians 3.20 unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in you. See, I don't know what may have happened to your dream, but I know this. God's got a dream for your life. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh to the Father but by me. But the truth is this. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. And his way, his life is way better than our way. Amen. Matter of fact, Proverbs chapter 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean on to thine own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge him. He'll direct your paths. See, God loves you so much, he didn't leave you by yourself. Aren't you thankful that God the Holy Spirit came to live inside of us today? Amen. Thank you, Lord, to guide us. But there's a lot of people say, man, I don't know how I got here. I don't like where I'm at. I don't like the person I've become, and I don't know if there's any hope. I want to encourage you with God's word today. Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, the Bible says this, and I love this because this is the word of Jesus. It said, Jesus looked at them intently, intently. Anybody ever look at you intently? I mean, you know, hey, on the count of three, I want you to look at somebody around you and say, pay attention. Ready? And I want you to say it with passion. One, two, three. Pay attention. All right, Jesus looked at them and said, hey, pay attention. It's kind of like, hey, eye contact, eyes here. Come on. And Jesus said, looked at them intently and said, that thing, that dream, that brokenness, that helpless situation, that hopelessness, listen, some of that you need to understand is humanly impossible. Humanly speaking, it is impossible. But next two words. Come on, connect. Next two words. With God, I got something for you today. Jesus is bigger than us. There is a God that isn't you. Hey, on the count of three, I want to hear everybody say, I'm not God. Ready? One, two, three. I'm not God. There is a God that isn't you. And with that God, everything is possible. Everything. You mean this? Everything. Well, what about everything? Well, what about this? Everything. How many of you know you're sitting next to somebody who's got serious issues? Raise your hand. Come on, let's judge them right now. Hey! Jesus is bigger than your issues. Woo, come on. Everything. Oh, by the way, man, if everybody in church is having fun but you, it might just be you, okay? <laughs> enjoy yourself. We got this thing at Granny United Church that if you have to go to church, you might as well enjoy it, amen? And the Bible says in Hebrews 10, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And that's why we call it the Connect Family, because we were family today, Amen. And you may be a first-time guest here today, but welcome to the family. We're glad you're here. We want you to know there is a God, and he's got a dream for your life. And no matter what Satan has done, listen, the other side of John 10.10 says there's an enemy. There's a thief, and he's come to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Amen, church. Amen. That's the God we serve. But Satan wants to do everything he can to step into our lives and rob God's dream and God's plan for our life. And I want you to know, man, we will have regrets when we chase after the world. But you will never regret chasing after the word. 
You will not spend one day regretting, man, I, man, I went to church way too much. You'll never say that. You'll never say, man, I love Jesus way too much. You won't stand before God one day. And by the way, we're all going to stand before God. You know what I'm saying? Give me an uh uh-huh. We're all. The Bible says so that every one of us will give an eyeball-to-eyeball account to Jesus Christ one day. We'll give an account. And Jesus isn't going to say, man, what were you thinking filling the house at the first week of August where there were no empty seats in the house? Come on, somebody. This isn't normal. Aren't you glad we don't do normal at Connect? Amen. This isn't normal. This is, this is God is alive. That Jesus is doing something in his people and in his house. Somebody say amen. amen. And so what the devil wants to rob, God wants to restore. You see, Jesus is a fixer of hearts. He restores broken dreams. I'm going to show you what that looks like in John chapter 8 today. John chapter 8, we'll be reading a few verses. Here's what the Bible says, and this was Jesus speaking. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Verse 4, teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. Verse 5, the law of Moses says to what, church? Now, that's not the kind of stone you think in some of you, right? This is about judgment. This is about throwing rocks. This is about condemnation. This is about death. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? Verse 6. They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use. Next two words. But Jesus stooped down. I love Jesus, man. Jesus layeth and smacketh downeth. I mean, Jesus like, hey, man, you may not be God, but I am. And so, you know, he gets down on his knees and, and he starts writing some things in the dust. And we don't know exactly what Jesus was writing, but we can kind of ascertain from the text what, how things kind of roll and play out what was going on. So, so he writes down in the dust with his finger, the finger of God. Can you imagine? Verse 7. They kept demanding an answer oh man you imagine they demanded an answer i meet christians sometimes are demanding answers from god Woo! be careful there folks they were demanding an answer as he stood up again he said all right all right you want to do this let's do this this like this is how we throw it down here in jerusalem all right he's like all right let's do this he said all right but let the one who has next two words all right, here's what we're going to do. The one who's never seen you get to throw the first turn. Ready? Boom, go. <laughs> oh, but why are you getting ready to say, oh, who's going to go first? While you're trying to figure out, verse 8, so he stooped down again. He said, oh, yeah, oh, by the way, let me just finish this out. <laughs> They're like, hmm. And here's how it plays out, verse 9. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away. They're like, ah, Boom. They dropping stones, but they ain't dropping them on her head. You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, one by one, one by one, one by one, because there's no perfect people. You know what the Bible says? For all of sin, it comes through to the glory of God. You're not the exception to that rule. You may be exceptional in Christ, but you're just a sinner saved by grace. Come on, somebody. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I love the fact that I was lost and now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I am no longer dead on my trespasses and sins. I've been given a clean heart and a brand new start because of not a, because of who I am, but because of whose I am. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but the life I live in the faith. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I know for God so loved the world, and that's cool. But what you need to know, even though God loved you, he loved me first. <laughs> he loves me. It's personal, amen. And when you got a personal faith, it gets real. That's when we're getting real. 
And all of a sudden, verse 9, when the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until, and I love this, read it with me, only Jesus was left. Let me tell you something, when only Jesus is left, you're in a good place. When only Jesus is left, that's okay. When only Jesus is left, you're going to be all right. When only Jesus is left, let me tell you something, things are looking up. Come on, somebody. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I love that. Only Jesus is left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. So here's kind of what's happening. The religious leaders are trying to trap Jesus, right? They catch this woman in a physical relationship with somebody she wasn't married to. They throw her at the feet of Jesus. By the way, that's always a good place to be. Being at the feet of Jesus is a good place to be. You know what a lot of Christians want to do? They want to be at the hands of Jesus. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Oh, he's not, a, he's not our genie in the sky. He's not the heavenly Santa Claus. He's king of kings and lord of lords. Amen. He is God. And so being at the feet of Jesus, never, ever feel bad about being at the feet of Jesus. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. Somebody say amen. So they throw her at the feet of Jesus. They thought they were just knocking her down. No, 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 no. They don't understand, man. This was the way up. Finding yourself at the feet of Jesus is always the beginning place of going up. There's no doubt about her guilt. Hey, man, she was guilty. Somebody say guilty. guilty. Here's what the law said. The word of God says, hey, man, you get caught like that, you get put to death. There's no doubt about her guilt. Jesus never says she wasn't guilty. But here's the deal about the people. They weren't interested in her. They didn't care about her. They didn't care about her. That's why at Connect Church we say, hey, man, no perfect people. Come on in. You're looking for a perfect church? You're in the wrong place. I know your pastor. All right? I'm just messing. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> and all his kids said, hallelujah. Yeah. I will tell you what this place is. It's a place of unconditional love. It's a place of grace. It's a place where we have a lot of before Christ stories and a lot of after Christ stories. They just wanted to trap Jesus. See, Jesus said, don't, if Jesus said don't stone her, the religious crowd would accuse Jesus of not even believing the Bible. Oh, yeah, you're some kind of rabbi. You're some holy man. You don't even believe the word. If Jesus said go ahead and stone her, well, then they would have said you're mean. You're heartless. You're intolerant. So Jesus didn't say anything. He just stoops down and said, uh-huh. Yeah, how about this one? Oh, you right there? Mm hmm Hey, guys, let's do this thing. Let's layeth, let's smacketh, downeth. Here's the list. The one who's without sin, you go first. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack, smell you later. They all left, right? <laughs> They're gone. Again, let's make it real clear. There was no question about her guilt. Even Jesus said, yes, she deserves to die. She deserves to die. She deserves to be condemned. So we'll start with her, and then we'll work our way through the crowd. Ooh. Somebody give me a ooh. And then we'll work our way through the crowd. Now, listen, if they're the rules you really want to play by, let's do this. Memory said, all right. All right. All right, let's do this. You want to play by those rules? You want to run in that lane? Because here's the deal. I didn't come to run in that lane. I came 
I came to replace guilt with grace. Mm. So now you got this woman sitting there, right? Everybody's gone. Can you imagine what she's thinking? Worst day of my life. Has anybody here ever had a worst day of your life? Have you had a worst day of your life, right? I mean, we've all been there. Have you had another worst day of your life? Like, it can't get any better, better, worse than it. And it got worse, right? <laughs> Woo! She's thinking, worst day of my life. How in the world did I end up in this situation? She's laying there naked at the feet of Jesus. And I'm thinking, man, if you were to open up her high school yearbook, you would not have read this. Here's my dream. I hope that someday I'm caught in a hotel sleeping with a married guy who, who promised to leave his wife but never does. I hope a mob will kick down the door, drag me through the, through my streets, the streets of my community, and lay me naked in the shame while they, while they have a meeting and whether or not I should live or die. That's the life I'm dreaming about. I don't think she ever wrote that down. I think she's at the feet of Jesus Christ saying, man, I hate the person I am. This isn't the dream I was dreaming about. How did I become this person? I think she's broken. I think she's like, man, rock bottom. This is what rock bottom looks like. Can I tell you something about Jesus today? I love Jesus. Enter Jesus Christ. As far as he was concerned, it didn't matter how she hit rock bottom. He just wanted her to know one thing. Sweetheart, you don't have to stay here. It doesn't matter how you got here. You're here. The good news is I came to do for you what you can't do for yourself so that you can have what you don't deserve because that's the kind of God I am. I love you. 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 That's the God of the word of God. So what does Jesus do? He reaches into her mess and he rescues her. See, here's the God we serve. Let me tell you the God of this word. He's a guy that turns messes into messages, amen? He, deserves, he turns disaster pieces into masterpieces, amen? He turns tests into testimonies. He turns scars into stars. That's what our God does. That's our God. In verse 10, he says this in John chapter 8. I love this. So Jesus stood up again, and he said to the woman, Hey, sweetie, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn them? She says, Lord, no, Lord, she said. And I love this about Jesus. And Jesus said, let's read it together. Neither do I go and sin no more. Somebody better give the Lord a praise offering right now. Amen. Was she guilty? Yes. Did she deserve death? Yes. Does she deserve condemnation? Yes. And so do each and every one of us. But I want to tell you something about Jesus that you need to hear. Jesus, God, did not become a man to come to planet Earth to give us what we deserve. Mm -mm. God became a man not to give us what we deserve, but what we needed. And here's what we needed. Get up. Get up. Get up, because I've come here to give you a clean heart and a brand new start. It doesn't matter how you got here. It just matters that you know you don't have to stay here. And the starting point is the feet of Jesus. For some of you here today, you're sitting here and you don't have a relationship with Christ. Listen to me. God's not 
mad at you. You've got so much guilt and self-condemnation, and you're, you're saying, how in the world did I end up here? I'm not the person I've dreamt I would be. I'm living a life I never would have imagined. Is there any hope? With God, there is. And God became a man. And here's his, here's his invitation to you today. For whosoever, this is the word of God, Romans 10. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus didn't say, sweetheart, let's talk about this. Well, let's review this. Pull up a chair. Let's really, you know. No, Jesus like, hey, doesn't matter how you got here. You found yourself at the right place, the feet of Jesus. And it's at his feet where new life is found. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heads bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around. This is a very private moment in our church. I'd ask you if you don't have to move, that you don't. This is huge. Because there's somebody in here, you know what? You're broken. You're empty inside. You've been wrestling with religion. You've been questioning whether or not God's even alive. You made such a mess out of things. Here's the deal. Don't try to figure God out. Just surrender. See, you'll never be able to figure God out. You'll never be able to wrap your mind around God. But wrap your mind around this. He loves you. And he died on the cross not to condemn you, but to breathe new life into you. But preacher, you don't know what I've done. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you got to where you are today. It only matters that you know you don't have to stay there. Jesus says, come, whosoever will may come. For some of you today, right now, today's your day to cross the line of faith. I want to ask you a very important question. This is huge. Proverbs 27 says, don't brag about tomorrow. You don't know if you have tomorrow. What you know is you have this moment. And it doesn't matter what the person behind you, next to you, in front of you, beside you. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks about your relationship with Christ. If you don't have one, you need one. How about today? How about today we surrender our lives to Jesus? If you're ready to take that step, if you're ready to cross the line of faith, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to make you stand up, speak up, or come up. But I want to pray with you right there where you're at. I pray that you would just say, yes, Lord, today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for not condemning me. If you're ready to cross the line of faith and invite Christ to be your Savior, quietly in your heart, let's pray together. Pray something like this. Dear Lord Jesus, pray that in your heart right now. Dear Jesus, I'm asking you right now, Lord. God, I'm a lot like that woman, maybe not necessarily with what she was doing, but I'm broken. And today, Lord, I want to bow at your feet. And I am surrendering my life to you. And right now, God, on this Sunday morning, I'm asking you, Jesus, to be my Savior. I'm asking you, Jesus, to do for me what I can't do for myself, what religion couldn't do for me. I'm asking you to be my Lord and my Savior right here, right now, God. I surrender and I give my life to you. From this moment forward, Jesus, I will follow you. With heads bowed and eyes closed, no one looking around, I'm not going to embarrass you. I've already said this, but I'm not going to make you stand up, speak up, or come up. But if you just prayed that prayer and you meant it in sincerity of heart, Jesus says, listen, 
He's, I've given you a clean heart now and a brand new start. And I want you to declare that publicly. So on the count of three, in the privacy of this moment, if you just prayed that prayer and you meant it, I want you to raise your hand loud and proud to the glory of God. Ready? One, two, three. Nice and high. Nice and high. Wow. Keep them up. Just keep them up. you got nothing to be embarrassed about. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed anyway. Keep them up right now. Jesus died on the cross for you. You can raise a hand for his glory. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Put your hands down. Everybody who raised their hand, look at me just for a second. Only those who raised their hand, listen to me. According to God's holy word, John 1 12 says, But as many as received him, to them gives he the power to become his children. Welcome to the family of God. Now, wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, I, oh, we're going to celebrate. Heads bowed, eyes closed, except the people who just prayed. Welcome to the family of God. Now, let me just give you a word of encouragement. You not only need God's, to be in God's family, you need God's family, the church. Be in church. This is a beautiful faith community, passionate followers of Jesus. They will come by your side and they will help you to know what it means to be a disciple. Connect Community Church, there was almost 20 people. Look up here for a second. And you know what? Their lives are forever changed. Luke chapter 15 says all of heaven is celebrating. I think we need to join in a celebration today. Come on, Connect. church nobody wanted what the religious leaders had at the end of the day they had nothing to offer all they could do is walk away they were self-righteous self-centered and judgmental God could do nothing with them but show me a church that's committed to being the light and the salt light in the dark world and salt in the, in the world that all of a sudden we start live, start living our lives loud and proud in such a way that creates a thirst in others to want to know God. We ought to walk around like this. There's some churches, they do church. It's not this church, but some church, like, why would people want what we have? At Connect Church, and at Granite, we say, why wouldn't people want what we have? Amen? Because we serve an awesome God. And my encouragement to you is this. In the same spirit as Jesus Christ, love people, love them unconditionally, meet them where they are and help them find themselves at the feet of Jesus and remember what he said to the woman, he says sweetheart I've just given you a clean heart and a brand new start and he is a God of grace and truth by the way grace said I forgive you truth says now go and sin no more See, as the church, as the body of Christ, we need to live a way that draws attention to ourselves, and it doesn't stop there. That brings glory to God. Because we're not better than anybody. We're just messes who have been turned into messages. Disaster pieces, according to Ephesians 2.10, made masterpieces. People who still go through tests, but we use them as testimonies to our God's glory. Amen connect church let's be that church and this community because there's more people your family your friends that need jesus 
why wouldn't people want what we have? Almost 20 people in this room right now said, I want what you have. I want Jesus. I need a clean heart and a brand new start. Connect church. The best is yet to come. Amen. Here's the last thing I want to encourage you to do. And if you can do it before you leave this auditorium, I told you at the beginning of this service, this house is blessed with your pastoral couple. Derek and Stacy are the real deal kingdom impact players. Amen. God is using them in a way to speak into your life his word and to encourage you in your journey. I want you to jump on your social media, on your Facebook, and I want you to blow their Facebooks up. And I want you to say to them, Preacher, Stace, we love you. We love your family. We're thankful for you. You're the best. You rock. Whatever it is, I want you today to show honor because the Bible says give honor to whom honor is due. Amen. Love them. Love their family. What's happening here isn't happening everywhere, but to God be the glory, it is happening here. Father, we love you so much. Thank you for these that have called on your name today. God, I don't know their names, but now they have a new name written down in glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I pray, God, that you continue to bless this church. And together, up and down this entire region called New England, through Connect, through Granite, through our network churches, may every knee bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord on this side of eternity. We pray in your precious name, Jesus, and all God's kids said, Amen. Amen. Let's put our hands together and celebrate what God's doing.